This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, uh, now it's time for the reaction to what you heard Premier Wynne say. Uh, first, we've got Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy for CARP, on the line. Hi, Wanda. Hello there, Libby. Okay, first of all, uh, you know, when I asked her about those comments she made for the students, I didn't hear an apology to anybody who may have been offended, not even the old, uh, I'm sorry if you were offended. (laughs) Yeah, I really didn't hear any contrition in her statement. And, you know, she defended what she said as a statement of fact, and I think that's true. I think it's critically important that younger people vote. But what we really took issue with, and I think so many people that heard those comments took issue with, is the way that was framed. Uh, it was ageist, it was discriminatory, and I think it's that type of comment that will uh, kind of incent uh, an intergenerational war or, or battle, a sort of a sense of it's either us or them, that is so counterproductive and so unnecessary. Well, and and it's it's something that really has uh, you know elements. Uh, I I keep reading about things like that about you know people who are basically say you know all oh, those uh, those codgers they they get they get all the entitlements from government and it's a younger generation that is squeezed by that. I mean that is a view that is definitely out there. You know, it is. And and while certainly there are some uh, seniors that have workplace pensions and have financial security, there are so many others who are really struggling, who are on fixed income, who are seeing the value of their those fixed incomes erode, who are having to make decisions like, do I I pay for hydro or food? Uh, and so this, this sort of divisive rhetoric is, really doesn't serve us well. Okay, well, you know, I, I was surprised that she didn't even say, you know, that's not what I meant, and I'm sorry if it gave offense. But hey, um, getting to the meat of the thing, she announced uh, basically that right now uh, people over 65 uh, have a drug plan. Uh, Right now there's a deductible for people over a certain uh, not very high income of $100 a year plus $2 to $6 per prescription. So she's getting rid of that. And she corrected me, good, it's not this August, it's next August. Um, Was that the right way to go, Wanda? I, I think it's it's fine. I mean, CARP has been firmly on record for many, many years as supporting a universal pharmacare plan. And what we know is that even small co-pays and deductibles can be a deterrent for people for uh, purchasing their medication and can then result in, in costly hospitalizations or doctor visits. We are, in fact, the only country that has uh, Medicare, so a medical plan for all Canadians, without also having a pharmaceutical plan. So, so I think uh, what sh- you know, this move is is fine and one that that we really support as a critical step towards a universal pharmacare uh, access to medications for all Canadians. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the, those co-payments, I know a lot of people over 65 who are very wealthy. They are members 
terms of places like that curling club where the premier made the announcement. And I'm just thinking, you know, why uh, make something cheaper for those wealthy people when, say, there are people who are, you know, not, you know, over age 55 who are having the real difficulty? Paying for their yeah, there's a, there's a couple reasons. First of all, what we know about uh, things like Medicare and Pharmacare, for example, nobody pays um, a user fee to go see a doctor because the research clearly shows that if you want a plan to be sustainable, you make it universal. Um, and secondly, the, there's difficulty getting um, the income information to put something like that into use. So they can tie it to, for example, individuals getting the guaranteed income supplement, but it's very hard to live in, say, live in Toronto as a single on $25,000 a year. You are, you know, above the cutoff for receiving the guaranteed income supplement, but still struggling. So I think rather than uh, go with too low of a, of a, um, a limit, they've just eliminated it entirely. And, and I think that's a fine decision to make. Okay. Um, hang on, Wanda. Let's hear from some of our people. We've got Eileen in Thornhill. Hello, Eileen. Hello there. Well, what I wanted to say was, as of now, a former lifelong liberal, uh, seeing that the way she seems to think of us older people, um, I, I was insulted to think that that she could even find that it's in any way okay to speak about an entire generation of, of voters the way she did. She did, and I, I, she really showed her true colors. No pardon for the pun intended this time. Looking desperately for votes is one thing, but to insult everybody, and she seems to clump all white people's votes as well. I mean, she just left right and center just insulted and made it worse by her comment this morning, as far as I'm concerned. Well, and you know what? Um, It's interesting. So first of all, older people do vote in overwhelming numbers, whatever ethnic group they come from, whatever color they are. That's it. Before before Kathleen Wynne, I don't know about everybody, but I just sort of assumed that a vote neither had an age or a color. It was a vote. And everybody had their right to that vote. Had she said to the young people that, you know, grow up, look at your country, see what you can see, and be part of changing what you see needs changing, that wouldn't have been a problem. But no, you see, that's the motto of the old white voters, that she seems to, you know, not have so much does, uh, does taking the deductible off your drugs uh, go any way to mitigating that, Eileen? No. Okay. No, it doesn't. So, sadly, I think she did more to help the shadow of Trump that's now elected as the PC leader. I really do think that she's done a lot to, to have votes now go towards him, which is like, that boggles the mind as well. But... We can only hope that more old white voters will go out and maybe cast their votes for the PC. For, sorry, oh my God, the NDPs. Okay. <laughs> That's thanks. the only thing I okay, can say. Okay, Eileen, thanks for that. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Avril in Richmond Hill. Hello, Avril. Hi. Um, the comments uh, that I would like to make is that uh, Premier Wynne has been in power now uh, twice. She's had all these years to fix, especially, especially 
the health care system and home care, and it's gone from bad to worse to atrocious. So now the election comes along, and now she says she's going to do something about it, uh, which will take at least another few years to even get it to adequate again. Uh, I, it's just that everything she says insults the voters' intelligence. And it's like in 2007, McGinty promised uh, that there would be dental care for the working poor. Uh, it not only never happened, even the opposition didn't mention it, and the media didn't mention it. Life went on. So here we are again with more promises. And then once they get in, uh, more or less, if not less, the promises don't get fulfilled. And it's just... Uh, I just don't understand how people can can have this go on forever and ever, and she thinks they're going to believe uh, what she's saying now. I just think everyone should really think about uh, the last uh, um, the last few years that the liberals have been in and all the promises they made and and how and how terrible our health care system is. Uh, people are dying unnecessarily. Uh, People I don't are, know that our whole system is, is terrible, but there, there are some terrible aspects. Avril, thanks for your call. Thank you. Let's go to Ron in Guelph. Hello, Ron. Hello there. I just listened to the last two ladies' comment. I'm going to try and get this in as quick as possible. In terms of the last lady that spoke about the promises, um, Kathleen Wynne came out and promised we'd have 15% lower car insurance. That never happened. And then she promised... Um, that she would not raise the minimum wage past what inflation was, and that's obviously a completely broken promise. Did she um, promise that? I don't recall that. But anyway, go go ahead, yes. Yep. And the other thing is, I'm one of those people who is angry about the fact that they brought in the pharmacare for the young people. Um, I had to de- um, defer picking up my prescription in January because I couldn't afford it because... At, um, and the Liberals could have, when they introduced pharmacare, said, okay, we're going to take the deductible uh, and, and take it off from the seniors so they don't have it. And instead, I uh, had to choose to eat or take my prescription. Well, now she's announced that she is taking your deductible off uh, if she's reelected. Uh, is that going to make you vote for her? Nope. I, I, you know what? She could have done that initially. Hoskins could have done that initially. But now... Of course, now, of course, we're having an election come up. She prorogued the uh, the uh, parliament and everything else, and now she's come out with all these promises. Who's to say she's ever going to keep any of the promises when she didn't keep the promises from the last election? Okay, Ron, thanks for that. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Uh, Wanda, so far, uh, what are, how are you reacting to what you're hearing? Interesting. Well, I you know have a lot of, of sympathy with Ron's situation, and we've heard from other members who have had to make decisions about pharmaceuticals. Do I get my medication, pay my hydro, eat? Uh, so that, that's very tough to hear. With respect to, to Kathleen Wynne and the non-apology, I you know I share your um, listeners. I, I share their. Um, their views. I think she had an opportunity to come on and and clarify or apologize, and we didn't hear that. No, we didn't. Um, but um, here, let's go to uh, Joanne in Midland. You think those comments were no big deal, Joanne? Uh, okay, uh, we don't have Joanne. Let's go to Kim in Woodstock. Hello, Kim. 
Hello, how are you? Fine, how are you? Good, thank you. Uh, this has firmly made me decide who to vote for. I couldn't in good conscience vote for Ford. And Kathleen Wynne, it's a matter of too little, too late. So NCP is going to be my vote. Um, okay, uh, um, NDP is going to get your vote. What did you think about her uh, promise today to take the deductible off uh, off the uh, pharmacare for older people? As I say, too little, too late. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think it, it's good. I mean, it's good that it's going to be there, but it's just not enough. Uh-huh. And uh, what about uh, her explanation of those comments? Um, do you care? Well, I think it's disgusting. My uh, What I do for a living is music therapy for seniors and long-term care. So <laughs> full respect is what's due to them. Uh-huh. Always, right? So I think she's disrespectful, and she says what she needs to hear to get her vote. Okay, and um, do you have any concerns about the NDP and spending well, money and all that? Well, I have concerns about all of them, but I have, I guess, the least concerns about the NDP. Okay. So, uh, Ford puts me too much in the mind of Trump, and I just can't even think about that. And like I say, Wynne has had her time. Okay, Kim, thanks for that. Thank you for taking my call. Okay, uh, we're going to try again. Uh, Joanne in Midland. Hello, Joanne. Hello. You're How are on, you? Uh, we're fine. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I'm over 65, and uh, I listened to Kathleen Wynne's comments about elderly white uh, voters, and I, I think that a lot of fuss is being made out of this that isn't necessary. Um, I don't know what uh, gain there is. Uh, from CARP for making such a fuss about it, to be honest. I'm not offended by what she said. <coughs> okay. Um, are you, uh, is she getting your vote? What did you think about her take? Yes, I am going to vote for her. Um, I believe that um, she has came through with um, different policies uh, that have been good for Ontario. And I believe in uh, this uh, personal support work agency that she's uh, form- formatting or forming. And uh, so, I don't know. I-, I know that she's not popular, um, but uh, I still believe uh, that she is a good prim- uh, premier of Ontario. Okay, Joanne, thanks for that. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, Bill in Toronto. Hello, Bill. That's one in a million. That was the best interview. I tell you, Libby, I, I looked at you. I was watching you on my screen, and you you had to actually hold it in to stop from laughing with that nonsense she put in. No, I wasn't laughing, but... <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. There was a little, there was a tickle going on somewhere inside there. So she went from saying that uh, what old white people shouldn't vote to old white people are going to get free drugs. And where'd she go? To the Leaside Curling Club. Could you find an older, whiter place to be? <laughs> that, now, I, now I'm laughing because that, that is a point. And, and uh, I was going to say there are a lot of wealthy um, older people, and uh, they are members of places like the Leaside Curling Club. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If your knees are good enough to curl, you're in good shape.
hey, they are the salt of the earth. My wife works at one of these curling clubs, and I took her in a dozen roses on Valentine's Day. And you know what? All these old white guys, you know, I mean, like Kathleen Winces, they all stood up and they applauded me. They patted me on the back because I brought my wife a dozen roses on Valentine's Day. You know what? This woman is desperate. She's shameless. You know, we have to get rid of this government at all costs. God bless Rob Ford, or Doug Ford, sorry. <laughs> okay, Bill, thanks for that. Have a good Okay, um, let's go to John in St. Catharines. And by the way, people, always great to bring your wife a dozen roses. Uh, hi, John. Good morning, or well, I guess it's afternoon now. Thanks for taking my call. Let me... Go ahead, you're uh, on the air. Most of the people that have spoken pretty well made the points I was going to make, essentially that uh, Kathleen Wynne doesn't express herself very well when she was telling young people that they should be uh, heard by getting out and voting. Uh, she certainly could have phrased it a whole lot better and wouldn't have alienated a lot of older folks. Um, and I think, and I have to agree with what... Uh, the gentleman that spoke after uh, Avril did about it's too little too late on this uh, pharmacare, you know, they've been in power for a long time. And did they suddenly discover that there's a lot of old people that have to make a choice between eating or getting their medication? Uh, that's pretty hard to buy. And um, as far as offering it to everybody over the age of 65, I think this is just one, one more of her cynical vote grabs because she realizes that a lot of the wealthy older people are probably going to vote for Doug Ford, and so she's probably trying to salvage a few votes from them. So um, I think she's pretty well established that she will do almost anything to get elected, because if you look back at this, uh, the hydro uh, rebate program, I think, I'm not positive of the correct name for it, but uh, one of the taxpayers' federations claimed that they did the math, and this is going to cost the taxpayers the problem, something like $90 billion. So, you know, our grandchildren are going to be paying for this. Yep. Um, okay. And those are some of those younger people who should vote. They will be paying for a lot of this stuff. John, thank you very much for that. Thank you for taking my call. Okay. Um, so, uh, Wanda, um, wrapping things up, I know that CARP uh, sent out a call to action today saying budget, uh, the Liberal budget is coming out in a week and it's time for people. What do you want people to let their MPPs know? Really, we want their MPPs to know that it's important that they consider uh, older voters when they're, um, you know, and the plight of, of older Ontarians when they're making their um, their budget. That it's, you know, people have unprecedented longevity. We're faced with a market with historically low interest rates. Workplace pensions are disappearing. Uh, it's critical that uh, that government steps up and makes sure that uh, everyone has the right to live with uh, peace of mind and security, no matter their age, income, or postal code. Okay, Wanda, thanks so much for that. Pleasure. Okay. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of the things that uh, Premier Wynne and the others are, are hoping to improve, and that is home care. And home care stakeholders, the people who deliver it, have a lot of 
concerns. So uh, when we return, that is going to be our topic. Uh, please call in with your own stories about home care. Unfortunately, I know that a lot of people in our audience have bad experiences uh, with it or good experiences. Uh, the numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740, and we'll have that when we return. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.